I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. Um, this week what I'm going to be talking, well first of all, right now we're in a series, the top 10 spiritual laws according to our listeners. Uh, I've already shared kind of my top 10 or 15 spiritual laws, including the greatest principle and some foundational things. Uh, last week, we started the top 10 as far as our listeners' feedback is concerned. And this is number two, and they're not in any particular order. But I call this one wanting. Wanting. And, and I would just take, you know, 30, 40 seconds and see what does that word bring up to you? What emotions, what thoughts, what memories does that bring up to you? And um, I'm not going to bury the lead, so I'm going to give you sort of the end where we're going, and then we'll come back and step by step get there. But where we're going is to have your absolute best life possible. You need to get to a place in your life what you, where you want to not want what you want. And if you don't get to that place, then the chances are very, very high you will never get what you want most in life. All right? And, I, and I'm planning to tell you that today. Um, wanting can be good or bad or sort of neutral. All right. Uh, a study came out recently from Harvard that was published in Psychology Today, and um, uh, Harvard followed a thousand students based on they gave them a, a they uh, uh, surveyed them and said, "Okay, what is most important to you? What are you prioritizing more, time or money?" Okay. And the student would answer based on the truth and their goals for their life and, you know, things like that, okay? Um, and they followed those students for two years, all right? And what they found is that how they answered that question, what do you value most, time or money, had determined almost everything later as far as how their life was going, it was virtually a hundred percent. The students who valued money tended to have less of it, be less happy, more illnesses, um, you name it. Almost any factor that you would call a negative factor, they had more of that significantly than the group that said, I'm going to prioritize time over money. Um, I'm, I'm reading this in the uh, Scientific American article about the Harvard study. It says there was only, it was a one factor conclusion, which is very rare. And here was the one factor according to Scientific American. All the difference was made by decisions based on value meaning, purpose, fulfillment, and what is right as opposed to a decision about money. So their conclusion is if you want to have the best life possible, every, the one factor you need to 
use as a filter for every decision you make all day long, every day, 365 days a year is I am basing this decision on what I value most, what is most meaningful, has the most purpose, fulfillment, and based on what I believe is right. And if you make every decision based on that criteria, Harvard and um, Scientific American say your, your life is going to go really good and way better than it would have gone if you had gone the other way. Um, so, I said earlier that you need to get to a place in your life where you want to not want what you want. What in the world does that mean? Um, I remember um, in junior high school, I believe, maybe my last year of junior high school, where I went to school, and I was uh, walking down the hall to my next class behind a couple of my male classmates ahead of me, and they were talking about the girls in our school and sex, which uh, is probably not an unusual conversation for guys that age. But that's what they were talking about. And I'll never forget that one of them said, I'm going to drink water here. <clears throat> one of them said, I would have sex with any girl in our class. And that, you know, shocked me a little bit, I guess. But then the other guy said, well, I would have sex with any girl in our whole school which was way more people, and that shocked me even more. And, and I always wondered after that, uh, were they kidding or was, or was that serious? And that, ever since that happened, um, I've, I've thought about that a number of times. And yeah, not, not condemning them or judging them because, you know, that's uh, eighth grade hormones and all that sort of thing. But it, it just fascinated me that they would say that out loud you know, here's what I've been thinking about. Uh, and that made me think of um, when I was in the junior high class at church, I'll never forget that there was one Wednesday night when uh, our teacher came into the classroom and I immediately knew something was wrong or something was weird or something was different. I mean, all of us guys knew each other. We all went to school together and everything had been to camp together. I mean, we all knew each other real well, but when and, and we knew the teacher real well. But when he came in, he just had, it, something was wrong. Something was different. His name was Sid Smith. Wonderful, wonderful man that I still have great respect for. Well, evidently, Sid had drawn the short straw to talk to the junior high boys about sex. Um, and I'm sure that was the short straw. And so... Uh, he was, he was really nervous, I think. Uh, uh, we probably were once the, it started. But I'll never forget the analogy he used. He said, okay, guys, what if we could get the, this month's Playboy Centerfold to come into this classroom and stand right in the middle of the classroom and she was naked? Now, there's a picture to give a uh, eighth grade boy, right? But, uh, so I'd never heard him say anything like that. So I was wondering, what's coming next? And he said, and, and this is what was next. Uh, 
would that in and of itself be wrong? A sin, bad, a, you know, would that be wrong? And uh, whatever decides right and wrong, would that be wrong? And at least his conclusion, and I agreed with him then and I agree with him now, is that no, it was not wrong. That does not determine whether it's right or wrong. What determines right or wrong is where you go with it. Okay? In your mind, in your heart, in your actions. That's what's important. And, and, and um, so anyway, we all the point is we all have this natural programming that we come into the world with, which is pleasure, pain, and safety. Okay? We all have that. And, and, and 9 out of 10 8th grade boys would think something like this in this situation. I mean, you can, you can be that accurate because we're all that way. We come into the world that way. Yeah, there's exceptions, but as a rule, okay, we come pre-programmed for pleasure, pain, and safety. If we're in pain, that's the biggest deal. And nothing else matters that much until we get out of pain. If we're not in pain, then comes pleasure and, and boredom and looking to relieve the boredom and, and get pleasure. Uh, that becomes my goal. But neither one of those matter if you're not safe, either uh, physically or in an abuse kind of situation emotionally or relationally. But we all come into the world with those three and you'll have them till the day you're di you die. They're hardwired, okay? So that girl in the middle of our eighth grade classroom naked, every one of us boys are going to be thinking pretty similar thoughts, right? I mean, not exactly, but pretty similar. And I can tell you that was true because we talked about it when that class was over. Um, my point is once we get to 6, 8, 10, 12, that age is different for every person. But when we kind of get to the place where we know right from wrong, we know what love is, and we can, we can speak, language is part of that, getting to that place, but we get to a place where we can start to choose, where it's not just automatic with no control, all right? And once we get to that place, we are supposed to switch. We're supposed to go from prioritizing pain, pleasure, and safety to prioritizing as, as Harvard and Scientific America said, what is right, what is uh, part of my meaning in this life, what has value, what is part of my purpose, and, and sort of the all-encompassing one, what is right, at least to me in this particular situation. may not be right to him in, the, in this situation, but it is to me, okay? that we have to switch, and we have to switch consciously. We have to use our willpower to switch. Often that's not enough. We have to clean some junk up in our heart before we can start choosing those other things because the pain, pleasure, and safety is 
is uh, has fire alarms going off all the time. Okay, so I've got to get those fire alarms off before I can really start choosing what is right, what is true, what is love-based, meaning, purpose, value, etc. All right. So this week, here's what I would encourage you to think about. Um, are you willing to make a vow to yourself, to God, to your heart, to life that, okay, on this time and money thing, I'm going to start choosing time. What is of value, what is meaningful, purposeful, what I believe is right, what is love and truth-based, and as best I can, stop choosing what is money-based. Now, not, not ignore the realities of we've got to pay rent and we've got to have bread and, and, and milk and stuff, but it's not my priority. It's something I need to take care of every month maybe, but it's not my priority. My filter is what is a value, meaningful, purposeful, right, love, truth, etc. And what are you actually doing with the thoughts and feelings you have? Remember, it's, it's not wrong for the, to have them. It's wrong based on what you do with them or not wrong based on what you do with them. All right? And I'm suggesting you need to take all of those thoughts, emotions, feelings, the pain, pleasure, safety, etc., and consciously switch and say, from now on, as best I can, I'm choosing time over money. Meaning and purpose over money. What is right over what money can buy. I believe with all my heart that if you make this one change in your life and never listen to another word I say and never intentionally do any of, the, any of the other spiritual laws, that doing this one thing, making this one change, will dramatically affect the rest of your life and everyone that you love and care about. Remember, remember uh, Harvard and Scientific America's thing? This is a one-factor conclusion. And what they meant by that, let me read it again, what made all the difference is that decisions were made based on value, meaning, purpose, fulfillment, and what was right. This is a one-factor conclusion. This determines everything about you going out there to have a healthy, happy, successful life, according to Harvard and Scientific American. And I believe it's absolutely true. We've been teaching this for years. That's what the spiritual laws are all about. Meaning and purpose is spiritual. Okay? Money, for sure, not spiritual. Okay? So, how, which of those are you living your life by? And you have to get to a place where you want to not want what you want. And let, let me explain that and then we're done. What you want is pleasure, pain, safety. Well, you, you start, even if you can't do it now, and maybe that's part of your prayer, part of your vow. I can't do it yet, but I want to get to a place where I can do it. I want to not want. Right now, I do want pain, pleasure, and safety, but I want 
to get to a place where I want meaning, purpose, value, and what is right. So I want to not want what I want, and I want from now on meaning, purpose, value, and what is right. <clears throat> Please take this seriously, because the reason this is one of the most popular spiritual laws is this one can absolutely 180 your life in a very short period of time. If you need to clean out some stuff in your heart and mind, some emotions, some thoughts, beliefs, use our tools that we've talked about. Do that. Keep praying. Please help me get here. But as soon as you can, switch from money to time and live your best life. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.